Welcome to Sound Business, the podcast that reveals how sound affects your business outcomes, from the productivity and well-being of your staff to your sales and profit, your brand value, your marketing effectiveness, your customer experience, and all your key relationships. I'm Julian Treasure, chairman of the Sound Agency and five-time TED speaker with over 100 million views for my TED Talks about sound, and I'll be your guide as we discover the power of sound to boost your business's success, as well as your own happiness, effectiveness, and well-being. We encounter thousands of logos every day, but almost all of them are visual. But sonic logos also exist, and they're now becoming mainstream. They've actually been around, in a way, for hundreds of years. Street calling used to be the main way that tradesmen advertised their services. It's not so long ago since that practice died. I can remember the rag and bone man's mournful shout of, Any old iron? From my childhood, that was a man who drove a cart around looking for bits of old scrap that he could recycle. A modern day survivor is the ice cream van. The Pied Piper-like effect of its chimes on a hot summer's day showing the potency of sonic logos deployed in the right place at the right time. In the UK, ice cream chimes are fairly generic generally, but in Sweden, the Hemglas ice cream tune is a universally known and loved manifestation of an individual brand. As soon as audio recording and broadcasting became possible early in the 20th century, advertisers and their creative agencies realised the power of sound and the value of iconic sonic assets. The strapline had already been used for decades in print, but now it could be delivered by a brand voice. Like the Jolly Green Giants, ho, ho, ho. or in the UK, the laconic Jeffrey Palmer intoning Vorsprung Dirk technique, as they say in Germany. Alongside voice, the sonic pioneers explored memorable sound effects. Remember plink, plink, fizz? Or shh, you know who? Or snap, crackle and pop? Filmmakers know that sound contributes the majority of the emotional impact for them. And the same is true of advertising. Great sound design can lift a commercial or a brand video from Me Too to Wow. And of course, the power of music made it the third and arguably the most potent of the sounds that advertisers used alongside voice and sound effects. There are numerous academic studies of the effectiveness of music in advertising over the years. London's goldsmiths estimate that good music can increase advertising effectiveness by as much as 30%. These three ingredients, voice, sound effects, and music, appeared in various combinations to create some memorable sounds that demonstrably forged brand affinity, boosted recall, and increased sales and market share. Music and marketing, what's called the band-brand space, is a big subject, and we'll take a look at that in at least one future episode of Sound Business. Alongside brand music, there arose a new hybrid called the Jingle. In 1926, the Wheaties Quartet combined melody with words and sales of the breakfast cereal soared. Have you tried Wheaties? Their whole week with all of the 
The jingle was born, and it came to dominate TV, radio and cinema advertising, peaking in the 1950s and the 1960s. Jingles tend to be national, so while Americans may remember this stomping Kit Kat anthem, Give Me a Break, Britons of a certain age will recall growing up to fairy liquids, soft tones. But the day of the jingle was passing. Possibly a victim of their own success and of the rise of writer-performers in the music industry that displaced the old Tim Pan Alley songwriting factories, Probably the final nail in the coffin was time-shifting, as video recording took off in the 1990s and the role of advertising and its attention levels changed dramatically. But as the jingle withered, the Sonic logo blossomed. A brand expressed in a short, unique sound was not a new idea. MGM's Lion has been roaring since 1928. <laughs> Tony the Tiger started enthusing in 1951. They're great! And the Green Giant started laughing in 1959. Ho, ho, ho. Green Giant! These iconic sounds have been so successful that they're still used today. But for decades, the vast majority of brands ignored the potential of sound as marketers, like architects and other designers, obsessed on the eyes. In the major survey for Martin Lindstrom's excellent book, Brand Sense, Millwood Brown reported that 83% of the marketing budgets of the largest companies were spent on visual marketing. Some memorable and successful brand-related sounds did emerge, but they weren't sonic logos. British Airways' use of the flower duet from Delib's opera Lacme or Microsoft's famous use of the Rolling Stones' Start Me Up for the launch of Windows 95. Are examples of brand music. Sounds associated with actions, like Nokia's famous Nokia tune, or Apple's switch-on sound are what we call earcons, not sonic logos representing the whole brand. And again, we'll take a look at those in a future podcast. Incidentally, Apple has switched that sound off for some reason in its newer Macs, but I'm delighted to say that I have discovered that it's still in there and it can be switched back on. The explosion of sonic logos really started in 1993, when US musician Walter Wazawa was commissioned by Intel to create a short sonic logo. Intel was largely invisible. It's inside the box. You don't buy an Intel chip. So it conceived the phrase, 
Intel Inside to summarize the value add that its chips created for people buying computers. Wazawa's brilliant solution echoed the cadence of the phrase Intel Inside and the harmonic journey that most classical symphonies take, tonic to subdominant, then tonic to dominant, first to fourth, then first to fifth. And here it is. It sounds simple, but in fact the first tone is an audio sparkle of more than 20 sounds, including a tambourine, an anvil, an electric spark, and a hammer on pipe. The four notes that follow are a mix of xylophone, marimba, bells, and other sounds. It's all in the key of D-flat. Intel's brand is valued at around $40 billion by Interbrand, and I would suggest the Sonic logo represents a fair chunk of that value. Here's Walter Wazawa himself to explain how this seminal sound came about and also to reveal some of the secrets of success in creating a Sonic logo. Yeah, Intel, that was a wonderful start into that career and, and door opener, I think, for audio branding for pretty much every audio agency out there. 1993, there was not much out there. And when I had this meeting with Carl Cooper, at the time, RGALA, he was a junior designer at this company, and we were good friends. He called me in that there was a need of a three-second piece of music, and um, I've never heard of three seconds of music before. There wasn't even much of scratching and DJing around at the time. So it was a weird task in the beginning. And already when I was driving home, I felt this will be a big challenge. Not a drive, it was more, the challenging part was more three seconds. You can barely say a, an interesting sentence in three seconds. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to have the whole brand experience and the whole brand attributes and whatever there is to Intel said in three seconds and that with music. And I didn't really have anything to um, compare it to or study. There was nothing out there. And... So it was quite a frustrating next couple of days to fiddle around on sounds and piano and listening to music and see what can inspire me. Because we musicians quite often go into our toolboxes and try to get inspired. That inspiring process is in audio brain very different than with rock bands. Um, so we stay healthier much, much longer. Yes. And can do this business for much longer. So, so there was nothing out there because there are no three-second CDs or there were no MP3s out there or symphonies or songs or whatnot. So I finally had this idea to think like an engineer. And Intel is a bunch of fantastic engineers, like those one of the best people out there in designing those chips. And in 1993, barely anybody knew what the chip was. And people have never seen it because... Um, only kids open tools and there were not really computers left for our kids to open it up and, and to look at those chips. So it, it was almost an alien task. And if I was an engineer and I look at the board, I see there's a tagline, Intel inside. So there are four accents. If this was a song, you would have four notes to it. Um, since we're dealing with engineers, we want to make it as straight and as clear as possible. So a very straight rhythm. Pum, 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 pum. We'll do it. That's even and mathematically, um, you can easily portray it as a function. And um, I was researching what are the most 
accepted and powerful intervals worldwide um, because some intervals in some other cultures mean very different things. Yes. Like in fashion, it's like some people when they're happy dress black and some people dress white and there, there are so many different customs and it's so personal and you have to be so respectful and that I think is the challenge and the beauty of audio branding because you deal with the whole world. Uh, you lighted on a fourth and a fifth, did you not, as the most yes. powerful individuals yes. globally recognized? Yes, the fourth and the fifth were the most powerful accepted intervals worldwide in, in any musical language and, and culture. And um, it's a very stimulating, uh, majestic leap. And of course, we wanted to dress it up into upwards leaps because um, an upwards leap is always more positive than a downwards leap. If you go down with the voice, then it loses energy and becomes sad to many cultures. Yes. So when I introduced this idea to Intel, they immediately loved it. And they didn't hear any music. It was like what we did right now. We talked about it and explained a concept. And that concept was so powerful for them that when they hear the music, they were clapping their hands and were very happy. We explored for the next, I think, two or three months, the sound palette, because the sound is as important as the melody. And we did internally some testings, which were incredibly interesting. The melody became ubiquitous, and it doesn't matter if you're in Cairo, in, in Shanghai, or in Vienna people recognize the Intel mnemonic. I always say to people, I think you'd be challenged if I asked you to draw Intel's logo, but if I ask you to sing it, most people can do that, which is a real yeah. testament to the, the power and the ubiquity of what you've come up with. Yeah, it really became a household name, so to say, for audio branding. But to me, most interesting is that I tested focus grouping, and that was... Four or five years in, um, we knew that the brand awareness because of that mnemonic, because those three seconds of music arose 64% or something in the first year. So it's an incredible ROI for Intel. And when I played the melody on a violin, a very unexpected instrument for Intel, in a higher octave, and I asked people to raise their hand if they recognize the melody, not everybody immediately recognized it. Then I played the mnemonic with the sounds everybody knew, but with one, not really a wrong note, like not an off note, but a different inversion. So it kind of feels mm. right, but it's not exactly the melody. And people immediately after the second note already were saying they recognize it, they know it. So to me, it's interesting that it seems the melody is powerful, but the sound is even more powerful to the ownability and memorability and recognizability of that branding. So since then, you've had to develop that Sonic logo. It hasn't stood still all that time. And I remember you saying it's quite a challenge because every time you change it, it's got to be signed off by 20 lawyers who have to check that it still is the trademark because it is a trademark, isn't it? Exactly. It is trademarked as I think it was one of the first where the whole legal department, Intel, could trademark it and did um, worldwide research on it. With that said, whenever we go through a new iteration, it has to be exact by milliseconds. It, it has to be a carbon copy in terms of rhythm. It, of course, is to be the same key. You can never change the key. 
and all the content, the harmony needs to feel the same. And to the lawyers and musicologists, there's a, as you said, 20, sometimes 30 people involved to check it and compare it and see if it's technically okay. And then the creative department comes in and will tell us if they um, like it or not. So whenever we go through new durations, it takes two, three months to come up with a new duration. Well, Walter distinguished there the two critical elements of almost all Sonic logos, a catchy, memorable, but not annoying melody, lasting between two and five seconds, and a powerful and expressive arrangement. For Intel, the two were fixed, but for other brands, the melody can appear in multiple arrangements, allowing the Sonic logo to appear in many different touch points in appropriate styles and keys and tempos. Sonic logos, which are arrangement, in other words, sound design without a melody, have been shown to be far less effective than Sonic logos, which feature a memorable melody. Well, Intel was the pathfinder, and in the 25 years since it showed the way, many major brands have created Sonic logos. From Interbrand's list of the top 100 most valuable global brands, where Intel's number 12, here's number 5, Samsung. And number nine, McDonald's. And number 41, Netflix. Netflix recently commissioned Hans Zimmer to extend its Sonic logo for use in cinematic settings, and I'll play the result just because it's rather good. The biggest recent splash in the media has come from number 57, Mastercard, which has removed its name from its visual logo and simultaneously launched a high-profile sonic identity, including a six-note sonic logo. Other highly memorable sonic logos from brands that maybe didn't make the top 100 include Deutsche Telekom's T-Mobile and the Yahoo Yodel. At the same time, it's equally interesting to note how many of the world's top brands have not yet created a Sonic logo. Many of them are deeply into using sound. For example, Disney and Coca-Cola, who use iconic music. Or Apple, Amazon and Google, all trailblazing in sound with smart speakers. But none of these have yet created an actual Sonic logo to express their brand. And many brands are still more or less entirely mute, with no sonic identity at all, including global tech titans like Facebook, Twitter, PayPal and Zoom. I want to mention two case studies in particular because of their sheer quality. First, my personal favourite sonic logo of all time, THX. If you're going to represent a brand that's all about extraordinary sound quality, you'd better make it good. And that's just what Lucasfilm sound engineer Dr. James Mora did when he created the legendary sound called Deep Note. Here it comes, and it gives me goosebumps every time.
The other interesting example is the French train company SNCF, which commissioned local agency Sixième Son to create its sonic logo. The result was quirky and charming. In various versions, that sound plays on the train, in the stations before announcements, on the phone on hold, all over the place. It's particularly noteworthy because when in 2013, the former Pink Floyd guitarist Dave Gilmore was travelling in France, he heard it, he loved it, and he got permission to use it as the basis for the title track on his 2015 album, Rattle That Lock. Well, that's a rare instance of a brand being licensed by commercial music. Usually it works the other way around. Not every Sonic Lego is a hit, of course. In 2007, Mercedes, for some reason, decided that this expressed their brand perfectly. Unsurprisingly, that one didn't last too long. It's important when commissioning an agency to go deep into the brand personality and then we find it often works best to try a number of different creative approaches, whittling the creative treatments down to a shortlist and then testing the candidates to see how well they communicate the brand to a sample representing the target audience. We did exactly this for US insurance company Westfield who wanted to convey a warm, sunny feeling in keeping with their brand's strong, well-established values and personality. We used the actual sound of the sun, as recorded and pitch-shifted by NASA, as a launch pad, and we created a sonic logo that generated unprompted responses in consumer testing that likened it to warm sunshine on a porch, the dawn of a new day, and a sun-kissed feel. Here it is. It's important to know the landscape as well, your brand's landscape and also the world of sonic logos because there's a limited supply of short, memorable melodies and you want to make sure you're not duplicating something that already exists. Here at the Sound Agency, we've compiled a database of more than 500 audio brands so that we can ensure differentiation as well as learn from the best of breed. And that's a companion to our other key resource, a database of over a hundred scientific papers on business and especially on brand sound. We'll be dipping into these unique resources as we explore more aspects of audio branding in this podcast. Because sound goes so deep, so fast, well-constructed sonic logos can create or cement the bond between a brand and its customers. They can express the brand's personality or values and they can differentiate it from the still largely mute competition. And with an audio revolution already underway, we've covered that in a previous episode of this podcast, I suggest that every brand need take an urgent look at its strategy for sound right now, because very soon, inaudible is going to mean invisible. I predict that every major brand will be using sound in a serious way by the end of the decade and that the majority of them will have a sonic logo as the DNA that holds the whole strategy together. The sonic logo is coming of age. How does your brand sound? 
Sound Business is brought to you by The Sound Agency, designing effective business sound since 2003 and is co-produced by Podcast Network Solutions, a full-service podcast production company who are ready to help you plan, record, produce and promote your message with podcasting. To find out more about how The Sound Agency can boost your business with bespoke sound and to grab your free copy of our four golden rules for sound, visit thesoundagency.com forward slash podcast.